bathroom at 1760 Washington, and you said you wanted to do a scene in my favorite room. This is my favorite room. You know I'm single. It's a two-person shower, so I needed you here for that. <laughs> All right, well, let's go. Show me the rest of this class. All right, let's go. All right, so Emily, every uh, business pivot I've ever seen, learned about, been part of, requires a really good dose of tailwinds to make it successful. Headwinds are slow us down, make us over budget, things don't go as we want. How would you classify your first luxury build? Oh, God. Um, lots of both. Um, I'm a big believer in, um, I always say, get excited whenever people say you can't. And it sort of sets off a fire inside of me, and I think I can, and I'm going to prove to you I can. So I think um, I tend to really not pay attention for long, whether it's a headwind or a tailwind. I kind of keep going on the path that I want to go on. Um, but I would say there have been a lot of headwinds and a lot of tailwinds on this project in a huge variety pack of unexpected uh, tributaries that it went down. Yeah, I mean, which is starting a business. <clears throat> Basically, you go from being a custom designer to um, a developer. It, it's a whole new learning, even though it's right along the trajectory and the line of where you've been. Um, you know, I think that um, in kind of riding along this path with you, it's been great to see how your fortitude and you're just kind of punch you down, get back up, punch you down, get back up. And, you know, obviously you succeeded because we're sitting here today in this fabulous home. Um, is one of the things that you do really well as an entrepreneur is not look at failure as failure? Um, I do believe that there's always a lesson. And whenever something seems like it could be construed as failure, I try to quickly take a look at it and say, where's the lesson that I'm supposed to be looking at? And where's my pivot? Um, and I try to not dwell. My, my father used to always say, every day that you wake up, you wake up with one tank of gas. And where are you going to take yourself that day with that one tank of gas? So you can either run yourself down or you can go really far. Um, so I try to think about that every time I get a little bogged down or I, I, something negative gets in my way. I think about, I'm, I'm wasting a lot of gas on this. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got to keep going. I think you're innately very much a silver lining person. Um, I think you do tend to see the positive in things, which I think is an awesome trait. When can that um, that be a hindrance in the in the entrepreneurial journey? Ooh, that's a great question. I would almost say um, have restraint when it comes to uh, giving that trusting that those third parties are going to come through for you and, and having that positivity or, or assuming, how should I say that? Assuming that, Trust um, but verify. right, right. Yeah. I feel like your third parties and your team is everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you you know yourself as an entrepreneur and you know the race that you can run, but you don't know the co-pilots with you and how far, how much gas are they going to have yeah. in their tank for the day? Um, how much follow through are they going to have? And even though you think you've got the right people in the right place, that can shift yeah. at any point in time. And know that that's okay too. 
Yeah, I remember I liked one of the, during this project, you said to me um, that you were kind of front loading an investment in some people, kind of trying to anticipate, have eyes on things that you're not supposed to have eyes on. And I think that's a, a really intentional tool we can use when we can and we have the resources to, is to front load our personnel investment just to get ahead of you know, projects, when they're at the start, the fire is not going. And right. a few months from now, it's going to be a forest fire. But if you don't have the people who are trained, who are up to speed, right. who know what questions to ask, you get to the forest fire and, and you're, you're handling it with a water can. Right. So um, I think that was one thing that was uh, was a big win that you really, you know, front loaded your investment in the team to kind of get ready for this trajectory. How soon do you think you'll do this again? Oh, God, I've already been shopping for <laughs> multiple properties. Jeez, I shop for potatoes and you're shopping for, yeah, <laughs> for houses. I'm already That's... waiting for the ink to dry on this offer so that I can parlay it into um, three different offers. I'm trying to explore um, diversifying a little bit into new construction, uh, flipping with furniture. So new construction with furniture and repeating what exists here. Um, flipping with furniture, which is a shorter span of time on a balance sheet. And then uh, the third is um, destination, uh, short-term rental with furniture on a resort um, island kind of thing. So, and, and it was interesting today's walkthrough. People said, oh my gosh, I'd love to Airbnb this for a week, or I'd love to. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm on the right path. I'm, I'm going the right direction. So sometimes if you listen to the feedback that people give you and you try to listen to what, what everyone's saying, you really get a good radar reading. And, and sometimes you have to let go of whatever was in your head, yeah. you know, um, even though you might have thought it was a great idea or even though you felt like passion is somewhere else you want to be, but passion and money have to sort of balance out. Yeah. Um, I think it's true. I think um, our customers, our consumers, our team gives us the answer if we listen. Sometimes as entrepreneurs, I know I've like get so vested in an idea. They don't think it's a good idea. They don't do their best work. Um, they're not, they don't have maybe the fortitude to come and tell you it's a bad idea, but that's sometimes where the magic is, right. is they tell us, Hey, we're over our skis. So I think that that's important feedback for us to all listen to. Yeah. That's one of, uh, Richard Branson's key things in his book that he says is that he loves to walk around, um, all of his companies and ask all the entry level employees, what, what ideas do you have? what recommendations would you make? Because it's a fresh perspective. Yep. And he really welcomes all of those ideas. And he says, sometimes, you know, they're crazy ideas. Like someone recommended, we should have free massages on an airplane, you know, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes right. they're great ideas. Yeah. That, Good that, ideas. Yeah. But they're not running the balance right. sheet. Right. And the yeah. other thing as uh, um, I think it's Aerosmith. Aerosmith has a dumb idea Friday where they all sort of have drinks and they bring their dumb ideas. Um, and they call it like Dumb Idea Friday mm. or something like that, where you just you see you the just next bring your... generation of High Five Fridays at Gemini Builds It going into Dumb Idea Friday. Right. And you just bring your crazy idea. Bring your because sometimes what one person thinks is crazy, another person thinks is genius. Yeah. And your crazy can develop into genius. 100%. I think listening to ideas and, you know, taking feedback and failing fast. Those are all things that entrepreneurs, um, especially when you're in a pivot, have to do. So. I'm glad you brought us up to speed. Um, congratulations and best wishes on getting this offloaded and on to your next, whatever that is. Thank you. The next one we'll film in a tropical location with pina coladas. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>